Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. Hello, a happy new year, and welcome to episode 23 of an Airful podcast. Our guest this week is the lovely Kaya, the vocalist of the band Blood Youth. We caught them on the Manchester tour date supporting Barry Tomorrow last month. Uh, we talk all about the recording process of the new album, films, Corey Taylor, his favourite scary movie, and as always, Pet Peeves. Don't forget you can check all our social media out at an Airful podcast. Also, every single episode of the podcast is also available on YouTube. And don't forget, Cutting Teeth and Raiders have a tour this month. Go get your tickets. We're going to be at the Manchester show date. And we've previously spoken to James of Cutting Teeth and Sean Smith of Raiders. Two episodes to check out to hype yourself up for them. And also, tickets for Burn It Down Festival are still available on the 5th of September. Make sure you get your tickets. We also have a bonus episode about that. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the episode. All right, so we are backstage with Kaya from Blood Youth. How's it going, man? It's good, it's good. Literally came off stage like 25, half an hour minutes. Half an hour minutes? Half, half, an, hour, <laughs> half an hour ago. And, uh, you see, my brain is still scrambled. <laughs> it was really good. It was, yeah. yeah? Yeah, very good. What was the vibe like tonight? Vibe was cool, you know. It's a big old room, so... And we know that as the first band on, we probably have the hardest job on the, the bill, but we've done it a thousand times, and we'll do it a thousand times again. Like, it's fine. Yeah? Yeah. Did you get much reaction from the crowd? Yeah. I, 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 it always takes uh, a couple songs for everyone to not be shy anymore and really get into it and uh when i went to go see bands and i would never when i was a teenager i would never mosh for the first band i'd always be like ah nah nah you gotta win me over first yeah so we know that maybe i don't know there's a percentage of the crowd that already knows us and singing along and stuff but there's a percentage of the crowd that has no idea who we are and they don't want to move for you and stuff like that so we have to win them round um and we usually do that by being like as cheeky as possible on stage as, you know, yeah. push it as much as we can. But it's, you know, people like that. So it's okay. What's usually the criteria for? Just stare at people. <laughs> <laughs> we do this thing where we, we discuss it after the show. Like, oh, who are you staring at? I was like, oh, there was that guy in the yellow t-shirt who just looked like he wanted to not be there. So we, we usually pick a few people and we'll just stare uh, and then we'll just mix it up and go somewhere else. But uh I think it's I think it's cool to because a lot of people think that when you're at a show there's some sort of force field where the the band for some reason can't see you. I think a lot of people think that we yeah. can see everything. We can see who's on their phones. We can see who's chatting to their boyfriend. <laughs> we can see who's into it. Obviously, uh, there was a guy on the Portsmouth show who was just during like an interlude we have where we bring like the mood down. 
he was almost heckling me. But it wasn't a heckle. He was having fun. But he was kind of asking. He was like, I want a breakdown. Give me a breakdown. <laughs> I just turned around and just looked straight into him. Like, just stared at him for his soul. <laughs> and uh, he stops. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's nothing aggressive, but it's just part of the mood. It's part of the... I think you always tend to find that when you try and bring the mood down, mm. everyone's kind of like, this is our opportunity to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah. Because our, our set used to be song 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 mosh 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 boom 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 like punching you in the face but we kind of we take a lot of inspiration uh i'm sure this will lead on to another question but we we take a lot of inspiration from movies and especially when i'm writing lyrics i i think of my favorite scenes in movies and uh, how they made me feel yeah and i want people to feel like that when we're at the show basically so like with the new album was that the main like inspiration behind it just like horror movies and Horror that movies, kind of thrillers, psychological, like all my favorite movies um, are kind of fucked up, I guess. But that's because when I was watching them, they made me feel something. So when it came to writing Starve, uh, when I was writing all the lyrics and stuff, I, I said, like, I want to feel when people are listening to this, I want them to feel when I like when I watched X or when I watched Y. Yeah. And um, there's a there's a huge influence of uh there's the last scene one of the the final scenes of goodfellas um he's in the car and he's looking for the helicopter yeah, and he's yeah, all yeah. pale and yellow and yeah. he's just so like freaked out this that inspired the song nerve on our album yeah because cool. i was whenever i watch that i get sweaty watching that because <laughs> he just looks so ill and he's just like looking for the helicopter and and i i, I like that feeling yeah and and it's the same uh in American Psycho when he's at the bar and he's yelling at the barmaid saying he's going to kill her yeah. and she can't even hear him yeah. and that's kind of just like yelling just letting it all out and no one can hear you just lots of different you know uh, bits of inspiration just from movies that I love because I'm a huge film nerd basically cool have you seen The Irishman yet? <clears throat> yeah I watched it on this tour what do you think? I thought it was amazing like the cast is untouchable Joe Pesci's really good in it I think Robert De Niro is amazing in it yeah um, totally it's crazy how old they've all got now. Like obviously, like from seeing Joe Pesci in like Goodfellas, mm. and then looking at him now, it's like what? It's mad, yeah. God. And like it's the first time that Pacino worked with uh, Scorsese as well, wasn't really? it? Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. that yeah. That's pretty cool. I, if I had to pick up uh, uh, something from it that I was like, but that's because I watch everything with just too much detail. Was sometimes the CGI was for the making them look younger. I was a little bit yeah. Like, that scene looked a bit odd but you know can't fault it too much I I love it I love Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas is one of my favourite films ever it it was like another Goodfellas I was talking about it with my dad I was just like it's like Goodfellas 2 yeah yeah. Um, but I there was I didn't it was so true in the movie where he says like these days like nobody knows who Jimmy Hoffa is and stuff like that and I was like oh I kind of knew he's a guy that disappeared and things like that but See, I wasn't even familiar to the story. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I heard the name Jimmy Hoffa, and I knew, I think it's a Simpsons joke where they say, oh, I think Jimmy Hoffa's buried in there. Like, it's somewhere in there. Because <laughs> nobody's ever found him. No. And no one's found his body or anything no, like no. that. So <clears throat> I found myself going on Wikipedia and reading about it whilst watching the movie. I was like, ah, all right. It's almost like a spoiler, but I kind of like doing it. I that. always do that after yeah. it. Same with, like, The Godfather as well. I mean, when I watched The Godfather films, all three of them in a row, I was like... Mm. Right, I've got to kind of piece things together now. I've yeah. got to read up on it and see who's who. So when I watched it again, it kind of made sense. Yeah, exactly. So I guess yeah. when you go back to it again, it'll kind of like click. Mm. 
I lo- yeah, I love that movie. Maybe a bit too long, but it's fine. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, I think them having it on Netflix had free roam in it, but apparently there's an extended version of it, which is like five hours somewhere. <laughs> I'll probably watch it. I'll find it and I'll watch it. You know? <laughs> I, I, I love that gangster era mood and just everyone is so... What I love about those movies is everyone's so sensitive. Like, they're obviously gangsters, but they're so sensitive. Yeah. Like, you could, if you, like, put a foot wrong, they're like, you're disrespecting me. Like, yeah. they're so, yeah, like... Yeah. You fucking disrespecting me and stuff well, like that. It's the whole like, thing of where he's like, <clears throat> sorry if anyone's not watched the film, where yeah. they're kind of like, where Joe Pesci's like, we're going to deal with Hoffa. And then Robert De Niro's character is just so like broken of the fact yeah, that yeah. he has to deal with it, sort mm. out his friend. Yeah, it, that, he, that is sick bit when he's kind of deciding who he's going to side with. And uh, yeah, I won't do any spoilers, but it's yeah, very, very sick. Yeah, but no, it's cool. I think it's very Scorsese to have like the narration like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that and then having I think going back to like the whole CGI thing like the only time I kind of thought it was noticeable when you've seen films like Heat yeah. where you've yeah. seen Pacino yeah, yeah. and De Niro in mm. the same scene together and stuff like the that the age they're supposed to be yeah. yeah and it's kind of like I already know what you look like mm. then so that kind of gives away like Obviously, it's amazing what they've yeah. done in terms of like the work and all of that, and then the actual like age and the more mm. at the end of it, where you kind of like yeah, yeah, they even all the like, yeah, they're, there's so many and the stuff I'm looking at on Instagram that they're picking out from the film, and I'm like, fuck, I need to go watch this again. Like, I it didn't even click because there's a scene where they're like kind of young, maybe forties, and Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are like eating uh, bread and wine, yeah. and it's really fancy, and then they're in prison. And, and it's like they've got grape juice. Cold yeah. and grape juice. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah all there, there was that, and there was the bit where um, at the end of the film, we'd always left the door open as a little gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's reference to when he's with Jimmy Hoffa sleeping uh, in his apartment. Uh, again, that's what I read after so it. So good. Just little bits yeah. like that. But going back to the narration as well, that's kind of like Goodfellas as well, into mm. like narrating yeah. over mm. it. And uh, another film had the same like vibe to it, which was uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Avenge took like influence mm. from that, didn't they? And mm. they wrote Backcountry, like yeah. uh, from that film. That's yeah. a sick film. I haven't seen that in such a long time. When I, I was yeah. too young when I watched that, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What's drugs?" I was like, What's going on? Yeah. Sick. So, so, like, going back to. Obviously, the music. Mm. Um, you guys released your new album this year. Um, it is Mint. Thank you. Um, what was the inspirations whilst recording and writing it? Um, well, as take, well as the horror, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of cool how it all kind of panned out, really, because our first album was called Beyond Repair. And that album, we can admit it now, was an extension of our EPs. We had the sound with the EPs that we knew our fans liked. Uh, and we weren't willing really to branch out to anybody else. Yeah. We were like, let's play it safe. We knew what we were doing. We were like, so that everyone likes it. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, mission accomplished. Everyone, uh, our fan base does really like that album. Um, but after we released that album, everybody was kind of like predicted what our next album was going to sound like yeah they predicted what our future as a band was going to be which direction we're going to be and none of us we all hated that so much and um we were just kind of like let's completely like flip it on its head let's do stuff we've never done before we got a a dj in uh called gilbert who we're really close with he did all of the like electronic hip-hop parts in it yeah uh we were like let's go into a studio we recorded it at Middle Farm Studio, which is in Devon. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just in the middle of nowhere, no signal, no internet, nobody. It was just us and our producer, who's literally in the room next door. Uh, it was just us and him in this, like, it felt like a cabin uh, just for, like, nearly a month, three and a half yeah, weeks, yeah. three weeks. And all we watched, we didn't have Netflix or anything like that. All we watched was horror films. Right. Every single night after we recorded, maybe finished like midnight, 1 a.m., we'd put on like a couple horror films and we were all in the... By the end of recording, we were like feral. We, we all had like <laughs> facial hair and you know, just pale. And hadn't, we hadn't spoken or seen anyone yeah. apart from ourselves for nearly a month in this like <laughs> cabin. And we watched the newest Evil Dead and stuff like that. I was say that's got very Evil yes. Dead vibes. It was it was like that, and honestly, it was scary because it was the recording studio, and then there's like a a, a little house next to it where all the beds are where you sleep in. Yeah. And the walk from the studio to the the after watch, we were all like, "Fucking hell, like, this is <laughs> well intense." And um, that's what we wanted, and that's what we were feeling in the studio. Everyone was pissed off at each other. Everyone was angry. Everyone yeah. was cabin fever. Everyone was scared from the fucking horror movies <laughs> it was yeah it was, it was really it was a very intense experience and yeah. uh, I'm really glad that it kind of translated translates through the album and I think people can really hear it as well yeah so what was the writing process like going in before was it um, did you have everything prepared or was it like literally you did it bit by bit in the studio um, everything was kind of demoed and ready to go when we went into the studio the writing process was the toughest writing process I've ever experienced just writing music in you know since I was 12 yeah um, just because I was personally feeling the pressure of album two and uh, my body was all over the place uh, just drinking loads and I got like a I was so stressed I like got a stomach ulcer and Shit. it was just really just like intense and I, I felt that I didn't have anything to write about and coincidentally I wrote about not not writing about not having something to write about but like how i was feeling yeah and i spent so much time just in my room just writing words down and writing sentences down and they all just kind of became the lyrics for the album yeah but it, it, it all very much stemmed from a very real and sort of dark sort of place and I, I woke up really i like didn't eat for like three to four days because of my stomach ulcer even just taking a sip of water would hurt hurt wow. so much it would like I would be like tears because it would hurt so much. So I was just taking this horrible medicine. Um, it's like the consistent. It's like custard, but it's cold and it tastes horrible. It's just uh, trying to rebuild your stomach line. Yeah, yeah. And it's just. Oh. So I'm doing all of that and also trying to write the lyrics for the album. Wow. So that's where all of the album lyrics kind of came from, really. Was it soon after you went recording after all of that? Yeah, it was. Wow. It, we recorded like a month after all of that. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is the day after, like we finished recording and then the next day we started a tour with Stone Sour. Oh, shit. So when we showed up to the tour, we were like, oh, my God, other people like <laughs> civilization. Is that the one where you played Apollo? Um, I'm trying to think where we were, I watched the same one. I think it I'm was. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It might have been. Uh, because there was. Hmm. I think the first show was Rock City. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so yeah. We, 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 uh, we went on that tour and, and we were all so tired from the studio and then all of a sudden you've got like Corey Taylor stood next to you like this talking to you Shit. and we were just all like, uh. <laughs> like yeah. what's he like as a person I was amazing gonna say, yeah. Yeah. incredible just everything you want him to be obviously he's like I, we used to have his like you know his poster on our wall you know when, yeah, when yeah, I was totally. going to school I had, his, I had Slipknot poster on the wall and um I remember we were like eating, catering, and uh, just comes in, and he uh, he was just like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" And I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Hi!" I think my voice cracked a little bit. I was like, "Hi!" Like, How's it going? And we would, I think we were in we were in Netherlands one uh, one one of the dates, and we're just in the dressing room. Just walks into the dressing room. He's like, "Hey guys, how's your day going?" It's just Corey Taylor. Like, Holy shit! Just, uh, we're just crazy. Like, Jesus Christ! Like. Um, He's awesome. Yeah, really nice yeah. guy. And like he would just be like asking us like how's the, you know, when, what's the new album sound like? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you show him show him some of the tracks? Or? No, I I didn't speak to him as much as uh Chris did. I was just I'm way too shy just to I couldn't handle it. It was just too much. I was like, sorry, I was like, ah, yeah, fuck yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't process this right now, but no, I obviously I was like, hey, how's it going? And but we were about to go on stage and I could hear his voice and a uh, really distorted gravelly voice like outside almost a room exactly like this yeah and I was like oh we're on stage in like three minutes and like walk out the door and he's just talking to Chris our guitarist about how he recorded Iowa and stuff like that oh my God. Chris <laughs> is just looking at him just like oh my god like, and he's like yeah 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 and just talking to him about loads and then after the show they just sat around talking wow so insane i think i'd be the exact same if like i met jim root like okay I'm a yeah, huge yeah. Jim root fan. yeah fair um yeah i don't know think I, I don't know if i would actually handle that it's, okay. <laughs> it's very strange it's the, the weirdest thing ever the same was i feel like such a fucking name dropper but uh <laughs> when we uh we played an arena with prophets of rage uh, we did two shows with them, but one of them yeah. was this arena, and it's members of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, yeah, tough. And uh, when we were sound checking the, uh, in the arena, like it's a full empty arena, the members of Rage Against the Machine were throwing around an American football like in front of us whilst we're sound checking. What? And I've never been so nervous for sound check. I was just there, like, <laughs> oh, I can't do this. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Played the show. Uh, and Tom Morello was like, oh, good set, man. That was really good. I was just like, ah. <laughs> I was just like, I just went straight into the dressing room. I was like, thank you. Um, just, just, I don't want to name drop anymore, but that was, those, those people, that, like when you look up, look, look up to them your entire life. Yeah. And then they turn out to be really cool. It's the best. I think that's the best thing. It's the I best think you're thing. allowed to name drop with how well you guys have done. Yeah. Uh, I think it really shows like what Northern bands can do. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the statement showing that is like sure, Northern yeah. bands have got balls. No, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and we're very much, obviously we, we're all from Harrogate. So, uh, yeah we've always had that we always have the mindset of shit like this doesn't happen to where we're to people you know where we're from yeah that's how we feel anyway being heavy music lovers from a really small town i love harrogate and I, i'll never say anything bad about it but it was very difficult trying to get into this game through that town yeah because there was just this I, you know there was no venues to play at or anything no, like yeah. that there was when we were growing up but now there isn't and it's a real shame 
So I'm always really proud of, you know, where oh, we come yeah. from and stuff. Did you find yourself having to branch out to like different cities closer to you, like with the bigger well, music? Well, that's the thing. Like we, when I was in a band and we were in Harrogate, we'd play in Harrogate, but we'd play just to all our friends. Yeah. And then we'd go and try and play in Leeds or in Manchester and there'd be no one there. And we were like, because mm. no one knows us, like, because yeah. we were from Harrogate and stuff like that. So, so how did you build that? So while the band, I was living in Barcelona at the time before this band started. Uh, and uh, I, it's so funny how things come around. I went to go see Barry Tomorrow play in Barcelona. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, I was done with music. This is in 2014. I was fucking done. I was just like, I'm not, you know, going to be in a band anymore. Like, I tried it since I was 14. I was in a band. And I always, I had the mentality of if it was going to happen, like, it would have happened. Yeah. That's how I thought. And uh, so I was living in Barcelona and my friend was like, love Barry tomorrow. And he was like, do you want to come to the show? So I did. And when I was watching them, I was like, Oh, I'd, I would love to have done this. Like, this would have been amazing. Um, yeah. A week later, Chris, our guitarist, rang me and he said, do you want to start a band? And there we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> On tour with Barry tomorrow. <laughs> we had the kind of same conversation with uh, Sean Smith when uh, okay, he yeah. said when he was done with the Blackout and he like hadn't, he hadn't caught up with music or anything like yeah. that. And he went watching this band that was popular way back and he didn't know they were still going and he watched like a live set mm. and he was like I, I want to be doing that because yeah. I could do it better I think that if you have if you have I think if anyone's been in a band I think even if your band didn't do anything forever you will have that thing inside you when you watch a band and you'll go oh, I want to do that oh, yeah. I really want to do that it's the itch like, I, I wish I was doing that and uh, yeah that was so Bloody started in 2015 so the, the year later we started doing it we get that every time we watch a show as well because yeah. uh, like we're in a band ourselves but every time we yeah. go to see a show I, I, we get the exact same yeah, feeling yeah. It's I, like, I still you want to be up there yeah, yeah. I still do if we, if we have a month off of touring and I go see a band I'm like fuck I want to be on stage <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the itch isn't it it's just to um, that you want to get involved you want to have that atmosphere yeah you, you just want to be a part of it yeah you want to jump around like a prat if it's in my case yeah exactly <laughs> same yeah so um I know you've been playing a lot of your new stuff live as well, mm. like instead of your older stuff. Yeah. How's that transition been from playing your older material to your newer stuff, and is it coming across better live? It's been a, it's been interesting, and I, I feel that we've dealt with it in a way of just like ripping off a bandaid, because we have been playing the old stuff since 2015. We've had some songs in the set since yeah. 2015, and people forget that we have to play these songs every single night. And not that, you know, I love so many of our older songs. Yeah. But when you're playing it every single night yeah. for the past four years, it, it does take a toll on you. And you start thinking like, oh, when are we going to change the set? When are we going to do this? When are we going to just mix it up a little bit? Yeah. So we went as hard as possible and we, just, we said for this tour, let's just do all new songs. Let's all dress the same. Let's just do, like, put interludes in. We've never done that before. Let's just make it all one show. Yeah. And one feeling. If you have to go through an experience from start to end. And uh, some people, obviously, I've been on stage and heard people yell out, like, an old song. Yeah. Like, play this. Or play that. And um, we're just like, just, just, we've been playing it for four years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, let us just do something a little bit different. Yeah. And then when we play those old songs, it's going to be amazing when we come back and play. Oh, yeah, totally. Two years time, three years time. 
um, that's what we wanted. We just mm. wanted a whole new set. Well, we're, now we're so excited on stage because yeah. these are all new songs that we've only we've just played this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's been really good, but you just have to do it. Like we were easing into it. We we're like, let's have one song that's older in there. Let's have two songs that's older. And they were like, nah, just do it all new. Well, no, it has to be a statement about what you're about now. I think that's the thing mm. with like trying to manage like old material with like new material because yeah. like. With us at the minute, we're writing our new stuff, sure. but like we've been playing like our last EP and mm. singles and stuff like that for like the past almost two years. Yeah. So then you've kind of got like exactly. Mm, yeah. I really want to play something different now, but it's all part of it. That's it. Yeah. In the end, in the end game, it's going to be more beneficial that you've then had that time with them songs, mm. and then if you want to come back to it, it's there for you. Exactly, and you can do shit like you can do a whole tour just playing your old songs. Like people do that all the time, like anniversary yeah. shows or this yeah, show yeah. or this show. It's five years or whatever, and I uh, I like the build up to like that yeah, sort of no, thing. Yeah, no, totally. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, speaking of um, anniversary shows as well, it's Mike and Michael Romance. He's a comeback show tonight as well. Oh yeah, it's tonight, isn't it? Yeah, in LA. So that's crazy. And I I read that that's been going on. They've been uh, building up to that since 2017. Yeah, yeah. 2017. That's insane. Yeah. How do they keep that secret? It's mental, yeah. isn't it? Well, I saw that earlier on yeah. and I was just like, what? Like, I would have been drunk in a bar if I was in that accidentally band. Accidentally told them. Yeah. <laughs> like the first week of rehearsals, I've been like, ah, we've been rehearsing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You're really just like, not to brag. But <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, obviously, like, I think that band has been a part of everyone's sort of teen, being a teen and getting into yeah, yeah. darker yeah. music and heavier music and stuff like that. So I get it. I'm not the, the, the biggest fan in the world, but I like Black Parade. I think it's yeah. awesome. Um, what's the one before that called? Three Cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Sweet Revenge. That's sick. Like, yeah. That's got really good songs on it. I think it's awesome. And I think it's uh, really cool just when bands disappear a little bit and then come back a few years later yeah. and it's just bush. Yeah. yeah, it's like Creeper. Creeper have only just Creeper come back just as well. Creeper have just done that as well, yeah. And they're just like, poof, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. I don't, I don't have the, the brain to be able to announce that we've broken up. Yeah. I'd be upset. Even if I knew we'd get back together a year later, I'd be gutted. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. So, yeah. I wouldn't be able to keep it quiet. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Mm, I really want to like... I, I, yeah, I couldn't do it. I just always want to release music. So, I'd be, so, I'd be itching. Like, yeah. If someone said to me, you're not going to release anything for another two years, I'd be like, fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those things now though, I think like when a band says like they're like they're quitting or breaking up, like, you know it's never really the end of it, is it? Yeah, like, no, no. like I I always think just looking at Angels and Airwaves sign there, I always think Tom Dillon's gonna eventually gonna end up back in hundred percent. Blink one eight two again. Yeah, hundred percent in the near future. Yeah, definitely. I think that happens. I'm just looking around now. That I think everyone here at some point will make a comeback. Oh, I, I think mean, everyone funeral for a friend's just there. Exactly. Yeah, they've just played a show, haven't they? And then I've taken back something they've been going forever. So, yeah. so. They're never going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right with me. Yeah, perfectly fine with that. Hmm. So, um, should we get to our segment? Yeah, I think we should it's do gonna, it. Because it's going to be a long one. All right, so, what's your pet peeve? And just on tour, anything? I think anything. anything but the basic rules oh. is, is that you pick a subject and we just roll with it. What pisses you off the most? Um, when people are late. Because I'm always on time. Right. Uh, like Jimmy Hoffa, <laughs> I'm always on time or I'm always early. And uh, when people are late, it's just so annoying. Like that is my like, 
that is a pet peeve when like yeah I was uh, our producer who I live with I have a place with him I was messaging him and I was like where are you we're on in half an hour yeah he's like oh we're coming now coming now I'm like message him again I'm like when I'm, I'm putting my phone away I'm about to go on stage he's like we're 10 minutes away I was like we're on stage in seven minutes he came into our dressing room at the end I was like did you miss it he's like no I got here just as you were walking up oh my so God. I was getting ready to tell him off <laughs> no it's just me it's something I got from my dad as well so it's I hate being late my dad was, um, is a businessman and uh, always through my childhood in meetings in meetings I always remember him saying he'd be annoyed if someone was late yeah yeah. see I should have had that practicality because my dad was a copper oh right but like I'm always fashionably late. I'm terrible. I'm probably yeah. the worst type of yeah, person for you. Enough. Fair enough. No, I, the guys in the band, they do it as well. So I'll just be like, we'll just be at a venue. I'll be there like, whoa, come on. Like, let's go. Let's leave. I'm like, either one extreme or the other. I'm either the yeah. first person there or the last person. I also don't like to fuck around. Like, I don't like to mess about. I don't like to hang anywhere for too long. Yeah. Because I get really like, I don't like, like if we've played a show and the show has been over for like two hours yeah. and we're all just sat in the dressing room. Yeah. I'm like, can we go? I'm like, we yeah. just, like, what are we doing? Like, let's go to the next place. Yeah. That's just me. I feel like yeah. I'm the worst one in the band for that. Like just timing. I hate being late so much. It makes me grind my teeth. Like, yeah. I think that's an important thing though for when it's like shows, events, it is like crucial. Everything yeah. kind of runs. The first show of this tour was in Netherlands we were stuck in traffic and we got to the venue 20-25 minutes before our stage time yeah we pulled up at the venue and like we were getting changed like as we were walking into the venue didn't sound check we walked straight on stage yeah yeah from outside and played the show didn't warm up or anything I was was losing that must have been scary I was losing it I was like this is so such bullshit it was our own fault we were well we were just stuck in traffic that was literally it but yeah, that was the that was the worst. Takes me back to uh, Trapped in Autumn. Now we've oh, uh, man. like our it. old old bands. Our uh, drummer came separately, right? So yeah. we were there for sound check, and we was there for everything else. But our drummer wasn't right. Yeah, and he got to our set time, and our drummer still wasn't there. Jesus. And we got not joking. We had we played three songs in the end because he was so late. Uh, I we've been on tour before. I won't name the band, but we've been on tour with a, uh, a band before, and. Uh, we were on after them and they went over their stage time and they were 15 minutes into our set. Oh shit. And I was like losing it at the side. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then when they finished, we had like 12 minutes left of our set. We, played, we played like two songs or something. I can't remember how much we played. I was so pissed off. Like just the arrogance. <laughs> just, just the, uh, yeah. Yeah, surprised you allowed that to happen yeah yeah well it got to a point where we were like yelling at the, the, the manager on stage and we were like what, showing the times and stuff like that and then they just were signalled to stop but I don't know what they were playing at yeah. what the fuck name, name, name. name and names that's for the, <laughs> that's for the dressing room yeah. right we'll be, do go to our other segment yeah, yeah. which we'll probably be talking about this for quite a bit now um, we slightly discussed it so what is your favourite scary movie Hmm. Let me try and think. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm not good with the. I don't know many sort of like indie 
scary movies yeah because i always want to be that guy <laughs> i always want to be like well, you see this one i watched it on tape record or whatever <laughs> uh, um i love the evil dead remake yes i think that's absolutely incredible i loved what did i watch recently and i was like the fuck well, do you know what the Evil Dead remake? Uh, I know they said recently that it could be possibly like a uh, continuation from the original series. So, it, oh, like, cool. some people hold it as a, uh, a sequel mm. or the remake. Because I, I, I like I like films that make me feel a bit gross, and that film yeah. is disgusting. Yeah, like, the first one, hundred percent. Yeah, there's so much like uh, stuff going into her mouth and throwing <laughs> up, and, and like, practical effects. When that girl and, is yeah. like cutting her face, or is it a guy cutting her face with the glass in yeah. the shower, and yeah. Uh, what did I watch recently? And now that really fucked me up. Uh, oh my god, we watched uh, this. I'm sorry, this is a completely different uh, tangent. But we watched that documentary, "Don't Fuck with Cats." Right? Have you watched no. it? No, was it's it on, on Netflix? Right. It's called "Don't Fuck with Cats," and it's a documentary about this serial killer. And we were watching it last night, and our jaws were like on the floor. We were like, "It's insane!" Like, it's. I won't spoil it for you, but it starts off. It's a real fucking thing, and it's so sad when you're watching it. Uh, it makes you feel like sick. Like, it starts off with this this group of people like on Facebook, just friends, right? And they get shown a video of a guy suffocating two kittens in his room, but what with with a, 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 a you know those seal bags. Yeah. You suck out all the air. He puts the kittens in the bags, and he like suffocates them. Oh my god! That leads to. Da, 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 loads of other stuff that he keeps putting online and it's so fucked up it's called don't fuck with cats what? on netflix what the fuck you watch <laughs> it tomorrow or something it's yeah, nuts well, i'm big into like the serial killer documentary yeah, so that's i'm gonna get a text off you like i'm going mate <laughs> three episodes yeah. we watched them all last night and yeah. we were all like what the fuck like do, do you always find it funny where you end up looking at a massive tangent on netflix like yeah, yeah what was the thing that we watched ages ago which was like in liverpool and it was about them like Fights like competitions. <laughs> oh, it, it was like bare knuckle fighting. Like, right, okay, we, we just saw it. Like, like yeah, yeah. like bare knuckle fighting in Liverpool and places mm. like that. Yeah, and they have these like secret events where everyone comes <laughs> and like cash on the door. That's and... nuts. But yeah, with back to horror films, Evil yeah. Dead was sick. <laughs> when we were in the studio, we watched all uh, we watched uh, the Insidious movies. We watched all the um, fuck. What's it called? I'm so bad with names. The the movie with uh, the uh, Sinister. Oh, that's fucked up that movie, isn't it? And yeah. we watched, uh, what's the one where it's set in like, it's a true story, it's set in like the 70s, and um, the two people come from America. Conjuring. Conjuring, yeah. one uh, and two. That's an awesome movie. Watch those. Uh, those are just the movies we were watching. Um, and then, the movies that, used, that really messed with my head when I was a kid was uh, Candyman. Um, yeah. That one with all the bees and stuff. Yeah, they're doing a remake of that. Right, one, that yeah. messed me up when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. Yes. Have you seen the Ash vs. Evil Dead series? Yes, I've seen yeah. a, a, the first. Uh, the first two that? series are on Netflix. Yeah, I think I've seen the first one. Yeah. A long time ago, though. I really liked that, but I um, with just with that Evil Dead remake, like I was saying with the album, made me feel so many things. I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh god, <laughs> but yeah. I definitely go for that one with my favorite. Yeah, that's cool, man. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely got recently rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh, this definitely got a soft yeah. spot." Definitely, because a lot of people prefer Evil Dead two to one, and I definitely yeah. think it's the opposite way around because yeah, yeah. of how grim and sinister mm-hmm. like that first film is. Yeah. After the time it was yeah. made, it was definitely a B movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh man, so good. <laughs> 
I'm just a big John Carpenter buff, like Fair. the Halloween films. And okay, yeah, like yeah, that. I like the Halloween movies. They're cool. But as a musician as well, he's like amazing because mm. he does his own soundtracks as well for them all. So yeah, I've just insane. had a thought. The movie that fucked me up the most when I was a kid is Jeepers Creepers. Oh my god! Right. Yes. When I was in year seven, I watched that and I could not sleep for like a month because I thought I would close like my curtains and stuff yeah. like that and I'd be like Jesus Christ is going to come and get me <laughs> there's that first opening scene where they're driving past in the car and you just see them, the, him in the trench coat throwing bodies down a, a drain oh yeah. oh yeah I was like no what's uh, that I was like what's going on it goes I, into and there's bodies all over the roof and yeah, yeah. yeah. that film fucked well, me up I saw about that same feeling with when I watched The Exorcist in year 7 Exorcist is a great one. Oh man yeah. I didn't sleep for a, a, such mm. a long time yeah there's a great documentary on Netflix about that hype of net, uh, when Exorcist came out and people is were there? like fainting in the cinema and dying oh, in the cinema and stuff and there was like a b- queue around the block because no one had ever seen anything like yeah. that before it's on Netflix I can't remember what it's called but it's all like a documentary about people just lose like there's people in the lobby just like oh my god like oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you saw your Netflix like choices for like the next week yeah <laughs> yeah well I've just been on tour so well, <laughs> just watching so much Netflix so I've just been all the way through it so if you obviously finishing off the tour tomorrow is tomorrow's it? the last yeah. show yeah what's the plans after it then you have a good uh, Christmas yeah, and then yeah I'm gonna sleep <laughs> for about a month and then we'll, we'll you know we'll be back on tour 2020 is what we do releasing new music and yeah. recording new music so it's all being written at the moment and yeah I don't know how much I can say but <laughs> a new there will be you know the recording of a new album ooh yeah like, I mean, I think this is coming out, this episode will come out late January. No. Okay, so yeah, we'll be doing some stuff. We cool. never ever sort of, we always want to put out new music, so we're always recording. So I guess yeah. that's not really a spoiler anyway. So, But that's good though, at least, yeah. at least then know that there's more things to come. And yeah, it, it, always, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Always. Otherwise than that, thank you for coming on, Yeah, man. thanks for coming uh, on. Thank you very much. It's a privilege, and I hope you have a great Christmas. You too. And have a good sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you very much. That was episode 23 of An Earful Podcast. A massive thank you to Donny from The Noise Cartel for giving us the opportunity to speak to Kyra on this tour. In other news, our friends of the podcast, Cutting Teeth and Raiders, are on tour this month and next month as a part of Independent Venue Week. We will be at the Manchester date and we cannot wait. Make sure to check the full lineup of tour dates to go and check them out. In other news, Burn It Down Festival is September the 5th, as we said in the intro. Make sure, whilst the early bird tickets are still on sale, that you go and get them. It's definitely going to be a lineup not to be missed. We can't wait to be there later this year, so make sure you check it out. And if you want any more information on any of those, just head over to our social media, which is at an earful podcast. And you can also catch us on YouTube. Go subscribe, rate, leave a review. The podcast is a labour of love, so we appreciate any love you give it. Other than that, thank you very much. See you later. Thank you.